Hello, my name is Donnie Smith, and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you, and enjoy. Jesus, you're so amazing. God, there's, there's no words in the English dictionary, there's no words in human wording that, that can speak of your goodness and who you are. God, I just ask right now for anointing from heaven. I surrender my life and I surrender my words and say, God, I need you. I need your help. Without you, I can't do anything. And I ask for those listening, whether in here, whether watching, or whoever will get a hold of this podcast, I ask, Lord, for the anointing and the grace to receive what you have to say. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your son be glorified. Let your son, Jesus, be glorified. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, yesterday I was, this is just not even on my notes or anything, but yesterday I was speak, uh, not speaking, I was reading Ezekiel, just the beginning, a few chapters, Ezekiel 1 through, uh, 1 through 3, and Ezekiel is talking about um, the encounter that he had to where the Lord took him up and showed him so many things and showed him heaven, and he is standing before God and He's seeing the, the different angels and the different creatures, and he's hearing loud noises, and he's hearing the waves and all this stuff, and he's hearing wind, and the, 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 the angels flap their wings. And he's seeing that, and it's interesting. It's like he sees that, and just like every response that usually happens in the Word, or even, even, in, real, like even in modern day when people have these encounters, often the response is to fall at their face as if dead. Like the glory of God is so strong that they get overwhelmed and they can't do anything. They're just like, like nothing. And in this encounter, Ezekiel's there, and uh, uh, the Lord has to speak to him to give him strength. And I was just... Just spending time with the Lord yesterday, and, I'm, and then at the end, again, this is completely separate. I just want to, because I'm speaking on surrender today, and I'm going to get into that. I'm speaking on surrender and what it's like and learning to live a surrendered life. But I think it's, it's hard to surrender when we don't realize what we're surrendering to and who we're surrendering to and what's on the other side of surrender. You know what I'm saying? There's more to that coming, I'll explain. But here I'm reading... And it says here in uh, Ezekiel 3, verse uh, 15, and I came to the exiles uh, at Tel Aviv who were dwelling by the Chabar Canal, and I sat where they were dwelling, and I sat there overwhelmed among them for seven days. This guy sees the King of Kings, the Lord of glory, and it causes him to be overwhelmed for seven days. I mean, when is the last time a movie has ever done that for us? 
When is the last time something in this earth has ever done that for us? I picture, have you guys ever seen, I know, I know Donnie has, it's one of our favorite movies, um, Dumb and Dumber. You guys ever seen that? That's probably one of my favorite all-time movies. Me, Donnie, Matt, we're always quoting it during the week or something. Do you guys remember when he was a Lloyd, it was at the beginning of the movie, he went to go pick up, uh, what's her name, Mary, is it something? I care. He went to go pick her up. And, um, and as soon as he opens the door, he's like astonished, you know, he, he, by her beauty. And she clo- or he's, or she's trying to talk to him and he's like, uh, 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 you know, like he can't even talk. And I, I just kind of picture, like, can you picture Ezekiel seeing the Lord and then he's over there by the river, sat down for seven days and people are probably like, Ezekiel, are you okay? You know, Ezekiel, day two, day three, Ezekiel, what's wrong, man? wings and, and, you know, trying to explain. He can't even explain. He's overwhelmed by God's goodness, by God's glory, by God's power. He's overwhelmed. And see, I want to talk about surrender today, but in a little bit different way than maybe we've heard it before, because sometimes we hear it in the sense of like giving everything up and it count, the cost is high. And it is, it's true. We've seen the cost is high in a sense. But when you really think about who we're getting in return, what we're getting in return, it's like there is no cost. Which of you, this is simple, which of you, if I went outside right now and I grabbed a handful of dirt in my left hand, and then in my right hand, I had a million dollars somehow or whatever, some big amount of money. It wouldn't take a genius for me to be like, which one are you going to choose? I mean, come on. You're going to choose the dirt or you're going to choose the million bucks? And I think that's what I want to do here today is just brag about God and brag about Jesus and see what it is we're getting in return when we surrender. Because to me, there is only one way to live the Christian life. There's only one way. There's one way to live the Christian life. There's many different expressions as far as we're all different. We have different callings. We have different desires. We have different destinies and we look different and we're all different parts of the body, right? But one thing that should remain in common with us all is that we have to learn to live completely surrendered, not holding anything back, trusting that God knows what's best for us. Trusting that that we don't always know the outcome, but if we believe him and we trust him, we know that he knows better. I mean, there's so many different things and different levels when I talk about surrender, when I think. Surrender sometimes is is surrendering our finances. I know we hear that a lot, but like really surrendering our finances to the Lord. And I don't mean mean in giving. I'm not talking about that. I'm not trying to get anyone to give more. I'm talking about just the provision, like in my life. Surrendering my future and what it looks like. There's so much to surrender. You know, I'm, a, I'm about to share a truth with you guys that um, it's on one end, it's, it's amazing, it's awesome. And on the other end, it's scary to me, it's terrifying, it's a bit sobering. Not in a bad way, and I'll explain why, because there's good fear. There's the fear of the Lord that we have, that we need, right? That we have to walk in. It's not really popular in our day, especially in America right now by the majority. I don't know when I usually hear on the fear of the Lord. There's a very small percentage in the grand scheme of things, I mean. And 
We, you and I, can have as much of God as we want. Like that, that's crazy. I'm gonna say that again. You and I can have as much of God as we want. He's not holding anything back. And he's not holding us back. As I was thinking of this, I thought Holy Spirit brought him like, oh, of course, like Romans 8.32. It says that he who did not he did not withhold his own son. How shall he, through him, Jesus, not freely give us all things? He's not holding us back. And oftentimes we think he's the one holding us back. There's a, there's a quote by, uh, by Mike Bickle of International House of Prayer. And he says, it's amazing that it's not us pleading with God to listen, but it's God who pleads with man to pray. Isn't that crazy? I mean... You, we're not the ones hoping just we come, God, oh God, please, please listen to me, please pray. If you pray like that, please don't. <laughs> I mean, we all start somewhere, right? But understand that he is the one that has pursued us. I was listening just um, this past weekend because Donnie and Steph introduced me to um, this uh, Jesse Duplantis encounter that happened many years ago. I've been getting wrecked by that, man. And uh, has anyone... Ever heard of that, Jesse Duplantis? It's called Close Encounters. Wow, a lot of people, okay. Uh, Close Encounters of the God Kinds. Very old. I think it was back in the 80s or something. Not, not early 90s, 80s, something. And, um, but oh my goodness, I'm listening to it and I'm just getting overwhelmed. I'm not gonna sit here and share his whole, that's not what I'm, but there was one part where, where he was talking about, he, got, he was getting before the throne because he had an appointment at the throne with the Father. And he's getting escorted by this angel and some others. And uh, it's, it's amazing. If you guys got a YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's called Close Encounters of the God Kind. You want to listen to it. And he said that the glory was so strong. Again, he, he had no power to stand. He would fall at his feet. And, and the angel would give him this fruit and say, eat this. Eat this. It'll give you strength to withstand the glory of God. It's crazy. I just... Oh my God, heaven's amazing. And so he couldn't even stand. He said he could only see the father's feet and like his hand. Like, and, and he can see like just, just energy. That's just the way he was explaining it. Like this power, electricity. That if, all, if, if he just moved his pinky a little bit, an angel would go boom and just fly against the wall or something. Like complete power. Every move he had had to be calculated and done on purpose. And he can wipe us all out. And the thing that, and then, and then he said this, he said that Jesus would go, literally go into the father and then come out. And like a human being, human being Jesus, because he didn't forsake his human body when he went to heaven, he remains a human forever. That's a whole nother amazing thing that we'll forever get to stare at the face of a man and say, wow, you became one of us to save us. And so he's there and the thing that I think of is, he says that he, he go, and you know the scripture that says, I'm in my father and my father is in me. And so that's, that's what I was thinking. And he's there and he, I'm like, so this is what I have pictured right now. You know, this is, this is what I'm listening to this and my own revelations that I've had over the years, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, oh my God, you gave Jesus you didn't hold nothing back. I mean, in heaven, there's, 
this and that, and there's all these jewels, and, and, and what we esteem here, we walk on down over there, so it's like we, we think gold is good, and God's like, man, I, I use the streets for gold. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna walk on that stuff, and we have all these jewels, and we have all these different angels, and then we have God, and God says, nope, I can't pay for you with any of that. I'm sending my best. He sends his best toward us. He didn't withhold anything. And so, that, so that's what I think of when I think of we can have as much of God, and that's awesome because you have, we have this God who loves to spend time with us, who wants to, to be with us. But on the other end, it's scary to me because personally, one of the things that, that, I, that I fear personally is um, regret in that I'm talking about when I meet Jesus like I, Paul's very clear that some will, will be saved. Lamb's, I mean, oh, name written in the Lamb's book of life and we get saved, but there are rewards and there are things that when we get there, the last thing that I want personally is to look at him and be like, oh my God, all that time and I could have had you. All that time as, as see, the Lord is not, he's not gonna cause us shame. I'm not saying that, but as I get, as I remember all the times I had the nerve to say, I don't have time to pray or something, you know, or like, or, or the excuses that, that we make. And yet I'm going to say something a little, it's going to seem harsh, but it's, it's just truth. It's sobering. That's why I said it's sobering. How much time we spend on social media these days, how much and how, and I'm going to point it right back at me again. I'm not even, if it fits you, but I'm, I'm not even pointing the finger. I'm, I'm thinking of, I mean, come on, it's so, it's so easy to do that. We go, and I'm not even talking about bad things. We go and we watch a YouTube video, whether it be about sports or something like that. And then YouTube has this little suggestions thing on the side. And next thing you know, you click that. Next thing you know, an hour goes by. And I'm like, like what, what the heck did I just do for that hour? All the while, God's like, you can have as much as me as you want. What are you going to do? Again, it's not, it's not condemning. He doesn't pound us with it. But I mean, I just don't want regret in that day. I don't want it. Another thing Mike says, he says, uh, shock me now, Lord, not later. Shock me now. I, I, I pray that a lot. I do. Shock me now, not later. I, I want, if there's anything, show me now. Let me deal with it now. Let me surrender to you now. Because when I see you on that day, I want to have the cleanest conscience ever to where I say, yes, Lord, I gave it all. All that, I, all that I could, I gave it. I, the, all that I, that I was able to, I gave it, God. I was, um, I was worshiping, I, don't, I can't remember if it was last Sunday or one of the worship nights, but I was back there pacing. And sometimes in my, uh, what I call holy imagination, you know, where I'll just like, picture things or maybe um, I'm in this particular time, I'm, I'm just picturing the way that I, I like see myself and, and how I want to be in God. I mean, you know, of course, always lining up with the scripture, your imagination always has to line up with the scripture, but God gave us our imagination. He gave us the, the ability to imagine and create and artists like yourself know exactly what that's like. I'm not very creative. So <laughs> in that sense, but, and so what I'm saying is I was worshiping and I'm like pacing back and forth and I'm like, Lord, because I'm picturing myself. I'm like, God, I want to be like this and I want to do this and I want to be this madman for the gospel and not give a flip of anyone what they, th I mean, like, 
on what people think, I mean, like as far as the fear of man and being out and praying for people and, and not caring what they think and all that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to be Jesus here, like, he, like him living in me. And I'm, and I'm saying all this and I'm like, and I hear the Lord just speak to me and say, well, who's holding you back? Cause I'm not. Like, who's holding you back? Cause I'm not. I already said, go cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, heal the sick, go. It's like during worship, Sharon came up to me and said that the Lord had been speaking to her and said, when you move, God moves. It's true. Oftentimes he waits on us. <clears throat> Surrender. The reason why I'm talking about all this and that encounter and just the glory of God and all this again is because people often think that surrender is, is hard. We, we, we go in thinking we have to grit our teeth and like, oh, let's live holy, you know, as if holy is boring. And yet holy is the very thing that the angels have been crying out for all eternity before his throne or they're not eternal. They were created at some point, but since their creation, crying out holy, and they never grow weary, and they never get tired. I'm trying to paint a picture. I'm trying to whet an appetite so that as we talk about surrendering our life, we understand that on the other side of surrender is peace, is the peace that we've been looking for. On the other side of surrender is the freedom that we've been wanting. On the other side of surrender is the worry-free, anxiety-free life that we are supposed to be walking in as believers. And a lot of times we take on those things because we simply, when we don't surrender, what, what, we're, what we're really saying is we don't trust him. Again, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm, no one can be in this room and I can be preaching in the mirror and talking to myself, I promise. When we don't surrender, we're really saying, God, I don't, I don't trust you. Can you put up that picture, Joel? How many of y'all seen this before? You've seen this floating around the internet maybe? I thought of this. It's funny, I sent it to Keegan and said, Keegan, can you get this ready? He's like, I, I can't tell if you're serious right now. I'm like, dude, I'm serious, I wanna show it. <laughs> but, but check this out. You guys already probably understand, but, um, but even for the sake of some listening on the podcast or something, here you have a picture of Jesus kneeling down and the little girl is there. She has her little teddy bear that she obviously loves. And Jesus has his hand out and he's like, he's asking her for it. And look at her response, but I love it, God. And he's like, just trust me, just trust me. All the while behind him, she can't see it. All the while behind him, she has some, he has something so much better and bigger for her that she's going to love. You can take it down now. But I thought of that picture because I've seen that floating around before a while ago. And oftentimes, that's exactly what it's like with God. Like, if I can just be real, like with myself, right? Um, I, I, some, I often find myself in seasons of surrender and not my entire life surrendered. And that, to not confuse anyone, let me explain. I'm born again. I've been born again for 15 plus years or something. 
I love God with all my heart. I'm helping pastor a church. This is my life. My, I am saved. I'm not talking about a salvation issue, but I know when there's something that I'm holding back from the Lord. Again, it might be thinking about my future because according to the world, in the world's perspective, I might not be very quote unquote successful because I don't have lots of money and I don't have all the things and I don't have the nice car, but I'm, I mean, oh my God, I'm so blessed. I have a house, I have a beautiful wife with an amazing family and I am so blessed. But according to the world, I'm, I don't know too much about my future, to be honest, I don't. Because I even what God has called me to, I've, I've chosen a path of like, God, I don't know, but I believe that somehow you're gonna work things out. And then as I look in the past, and I look even the past 10 years, right, babe, we realize how, man, I just worried for nothing. Like, God always opens the doors. I mean, for how many years did I wanna be in full-time ministry and he opens the door when I'm not even looking? Like, that's a perfect example that I just thought of. Like, I wanted to do this, do that. And, and God's like, in the right timing. Think of it like this, right? My son, Joshua, he's right there sitting on the front. He is eight, right, buddy? lose track. I have four kids, man. So I'm like, eight, nine, you, five. <laughs> I'm always like, hey, but great, Joshua. You got to go through the whole list. I'm like, I'm calling you by your sister's names. And oh my God. <laughs> and, and, um, and so Joshua, he loves cars. And we're always, um, we're always, everywhere we go, we're driving and we're like checking out the cars. Hey, Joshua, did you see that charger? Joshua, did you see that Tesla? Oh man, it's so nice, right? Joshua, did you see this? And he'll point them out to me. I remember Abby, uh, this was a couple weeks ago. If anyone knows my daughter, Abby, she is silly. She's funny. She's going to be the life of the party. The good, the good party, that is. She's going to be the, like, she's just, her name is Abigail Joy. And Abigail actually means joy. So God gave her a double dose of joy. So she's awesome. And, um, but she, she's funny. She goes, ah. Every time we get in the car, all you guys ever say is, Joshy, look at that car. Daddy, look at that car. And she like, re, like does the whole thing. And I start, and literally, literally in the middle of her saying that, you remember? You remember? No, you, I dropped you off inside Target. That's what it was. She don't remember. And I was circling around the parking lot. And she says, oh, every time. And in the middle of her doing that, I see a car. Hey, Joshua, check out that car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness, right? So... <laughs> So Joshua loves cars. His dream car is a Dodge Charger. He loves those things. And, but he's only eight, okay? Even if I could buy him a Dodge Charger, which I can't right now, but even if I could, what kind of father would I be to say, here, Joshua, here's the keys at his age right now? Like, come on, right? That's irresponsible. I'd probably get put away or something. That's horrible. Why won't I give him that Dodge Charger right now? Not ready, thank you. I love him too much. I'm not gonna say, hey son, go ahead and take it for a drive. Not gonna do it. We have to trust God that he knows best. He knows best, he knows our life. And back to even my own example, like oftentimes I find myself going through seasons of surrender. I, I, I don't even like to admit that, but I just be real. You guys want an associate pastor that's real, right? Not one that fakes and pretends that I got it all together because I don't. But, <laughs> but it's like I go through seasons of surrender. It's mostly, but then I'll, 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 I'll like hold something back. And, and I feel like, like for instance, it, 
I'm just, God, I'm just being real with you guys right now. This whole, I'm contending for financial breakthrough and, and even doing things on my part. I'm not expecting God to just drop money from the, from the sky. I'm not doing that, but I'm sowing. I'm asking for ideas. I'm asking for things, right? But oftentimes I find myself like, no, I gotta, I gotta do it myself, God. You know what? I'm gonna go get this job and I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna do that. And, I'm a, and, 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 and my fingers are pried on, let's say finances. And God is like little by little, like unprying my hands until finally I'm like, okay, God, you can have it. And as soon as I do that, it's like the lift. Oh, there's the rest for my soul. Wait a second. All of a sudden, Matthew 6, makes all the sense in the world. Like seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added. And my wife can attest to this is that in those seasons of surrender, I'm the most worry-free right? I'm the most patient. I'm the most fruitful. I mean, like there's not a care in the world because there's something that happens in the exchange when you surrender, whatever it is you're holding on to. There's something that happens in the exchange that only God can do. We don't see it. We can, sometimes we can't feel it at first, but then we can. There's something that happens in the exchange when you literally say, you can have this Lord. And all of a sudden, God fills you up with him. I believe that's how addictions are broken. You're not trying to grit your teeth and get away from just stopping doing something. You're stopping that because you get this. You're stopping that and filling yourself with him. And then he comes in, fills all the voids, and all of a sudden, you're like, wow, it's, it's gone. I've heard so many different stories and encounters of people who were... Um, uh, trying to stop smoking or something. It can go for different things, but, and they had an encounter with the Lord. And all of a sudden, I remember one, um, for instance, this guy was an unbeliever at first. Now he's like a teacher and stuff everywhere. He's been around for some time, but he was talking about, he had this encounter up at the altar of a church that he got invited to as a young, I think a young adult or, or late teen or something like that. And he was already like, he said he would go through a pack a day and da-da-da-da. And he has this encounter with God and, and, and he is just sobbing and God comes and fills him. He gets saved, born again. And then he doesn't even realize it because of that moment. He wasn't even thinking about the cigarettes and he's there and he's like, he's, he ends up going to work like usual. He used to work at, uh, I forget, he goes to work and he would have his, his pack and his, in his uh, lunchbox, and, but he's just undone. He's undone by the encounter he had from God. He's undone. And he's there, and the lunch bell rings, and all of a sudden, he's not even, he's not even having a lick of temptation or that withdrawal from the nicotine and stuff that, that you get or whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, he goes to open up his lunch to eat, and he sees a pack of cigarettes. He's like, it hit him even harder. He's like, Oh my God. He was wondering like, is this real? Is this, oh my God. Like, and he, and, and right then and there, he realized what had happened and God had, had broken his addiction all at once. He never had to withdraw from anything. He was filled with God. And then when God fills you up, there's no room for anything else. There's really not. There's no room for anything else. Jesus, you're amazing. Even now, Lord. 
Come visit our hearts. Again, surrender looks different. Looks different for us all. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's bitterness or offense at someone and God is wanting us to surrender that for our own good. He's wanting you to, to let it go and give it to him. And sometimes we don't, those are such hard places that we don't wanna go, we don't wanna take them to. We don't wanna shed light on it, we don't wanna open it up. But again, on the other side of that surrender is freedom. On the other side of that surrender is fulfillment. Surrender could mean surrendering your time. Again, how do you, how do you spend your time? I mean, we, we would have like, can you imagine us getting before God and, and, and saying, I never had time to pray? Like, oh my God, man. Like all the, 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 the TV, the social media, all this stuff. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to pound you with it, but I'm just, I'm showing like, there's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. There's so much more. I'm saying it to myself. There's so much more. God, there's so much more to you than what we know. There's so much more. Ephesians 3, Paul says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask. And then he says that we can even think. We can't even begin to imagine. And then in another area, I think it's 1 Corinthians, he says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things that God has in store for those who love him. Give us grace to surrender today, God. Give us grace to surrender today, God. Even now, as I've been speaking, God, I know you've been highlighting things on, on people's heart. God, you're so kind. You're so kind, God. You're so patient in our development. You're so patient, God. You never once condemn us. You never once condemn us. And just like that picture that I showed, just like that picture, it really is that simple. And it's not always, sometimes it's material, sometimes it's, like I said, your peace, sometimes it's the freedom. On the other side of surrender, there's so much more. Worship team can come up. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope this message impacted you today. If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com and click the gift tab or text ACCFL to 77977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.